Initialize sequence now. Queerly's bottomless brunch. Queerly's bottomless brunch. We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Three, two, one. Please welcome Rob and the GDC. Good morning. Welcome to Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with me, Rob, and the GDC. Good morning, G. Good morning, Rob, and all listeners from the flurriest of snow flurries. Oh, my goodness. This snow just appeared out of nowhere. Honestly, when I woke up, nothing. And what, yep. an hour and a half later, there's about four or five inches now on the, on the balcony out here. Unbelievable. Like dozens of people out sledging already, <laughs> snowball flights. I love it. You know what happens when it snows, don't you? It's very quiet, doesn't it? See what I've done. I see what you've done here. Thank you. <laughs> Bajork on Queerly's bottomless brunch. Good morning. Bajork. Bjork, of course, everyone. I do know what she's called. Oh, I enjoyed that. A really nice way to start the show. I know, I know. Uh, well, it didn't go with uh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, which is what I wanted. Yeah, I think we are beyond <laughs> Christmas songs at this point, <laughs> despite what, it, the festive scenes. Unbelievable. I, we were prepping for the show, weren't we, in the last half an hour, and I, I just sort of stood there in, in disbelief. They said, oh, you're going to get six centimetres of snow. I thought, no, it's not going to happen. And unbelievably, so many people have been messaging me going, it's not snowing here yet. Where oh, are you? Well, we are in the thick of it here. I'm really glad I got a big shop in yesterday. I <laughs> <laughs> haven't found the shovel yet, though, since we've been no. unpacking, so I'm a bit worried. I was laughing, thinking, God, everyone is going to be like, yay, snow day tomorrow. No, no work. Can't commute. <laughs> and don't have to go to school. And oh, oh no, we're in lockdown. So that it doesn't really matter. Reality. But also, it, you're oh, only allowed oh. out in it to do your exercise and then That's back right. indoors and you can look at the snow through the window. Well, I'm just thrilled that this afternoon, instead of doing my usual sort of hour walk around the fields that I do, that I can just go and lie in a field and do some angels. <laughs> <laughs> That's exercise, right? You leave those angels alone. Um, <laughs> anyway, snow chat aside, how has your week been? Yeah, it's uh, been a game of two halves, as they say. Um, <laughs> football pundits. <laughs> well, as we all know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big football fan. Um, how's it been? Yeah, good. I mean... I had two takeaways. Um, Well done. That is like a standard average number of takeaways in this house. Do you know what? I'm not even feeling guilty anymore because the the prep that goes into thinking about all the meals all the time and all the washing up all the time, I'm like, do you know what? Sometimes I just need a takeaway. So yeah, two takeaways. I brought my coffee machine back to life. It's resurrected. That's that's been a game changer for me. Really excited about that. Um, I'm now decided I'm making one purchase a week because as we all know, it's getting a bit trigger happy on Amazon. Um, So I try to buy myself one thing a week that I want for my flat. Um, So I've got something to look forward to, to either put up or decide where it's going to go, some rearranging. Um, But the most exciting thing that's happened this week is I completed my first volunteering shift. Oh, wow. Well done. And you spoke about this before Christmas, I think, that you were volunteering. Yes, I did. It it was they have quite a process, obviously, to vet people. And thankfully, I came back all clear. Um, <laughs> there was a slight delay. Yeah, there was that, a slight that delay. That one incident in uh, Falaraki in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got the all clear. Um, and 
Uh, it's a community project where you uh, pick up prescriptions for people that can't get out or deliver food to people. And um, so I was really excited, one, to get out the house, but two, to be doing something at this time that's because, as we know, it's challenging and a bit bleak. But uh, the first shift I got was the volunteers have been outsourced to the vaccine centre. And um, so I was three hours at a vaccine centre yesterday, marshalling, uh, telling people where to to park, to, uh, seeing them into the into the room, distancing, sanitizing, and uh, bless them. Obviously, a lot of people quite nervous. People turning up with people, uh, relatives from like 65 up to like mm -hmm. 95. Um, and, you know, it, it, they were all so appreciative of just the, like, we really appreciate you doing this. And uh, there was even a bit of a snow flurry for me for about half an hour yesterday um, during it. But yeah, it felt great. And I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, and they're doing an amazing job, but how they're churning this out is quite extraordinary. It was amazing to see. Yeah, I don't think any of us quite knew how that was all going to work. So to hear you talk about it is, is quite interesting, actually, because it's, it, it's still not really clear, is it, when you watch the news, quite how that's operating on a local, super local level. Um, agreed. You don't really know. And I can't get my head around, really, the logistics of it, because there's there's people turning up for 10 minute slots and you can only turn up 10 minutes before but like it's it's a proper well-oiled machine and it's it's immense the what the medical staff are doing and all the volunteers they've got um like around six volunteers working on three hour rotating shifts for 12 hours a day um i've been posting about this on my social media going if anybody wants to get involved in this because they need people because the new vaccines are arriving in a couple of weeks they're ramping up volunteers and i know they're worried that the increased pressure they need people so uh yeah i can't recommend it highly enough but it, it felt great it was nice to be out nice to be seeing people and being cheery and smiley and it was yeah well done good well done you thank I'm, you i'm really impressed by that really proud of you for doing that actually thanks so much thank you um how's your week been uh been? yeah i think the sort of quite up and down actually in the last week i think the first week where since moving into the lovely new home i've sort of become a bit aware of what's going on in the world again which hasn't been fun um and I'm trying, I'm really, I'm like, I'm basically ignoring the news completely now. And I'm trying to limit my kind of personal use of Twitter, which mm -hmm. is always a bit of an aggravating factor. I've muted all the words possible to do with any pandemic, coronavirus, lockdown, COVID type stuff. So I shouldn't be seeing anything really about it, but you still do. Of course. Um, but then things are good. Like, you know, I'm loving this new place. There's plenty to do. We're getting some nice new things and getting set up and it feels you know, increasingly, it felt quite like a home very quickly, but increasingly we're feeling very settled here. Um, and another bit of good news really related to what you've just been talking about is um, both my parents got the vaccine this week, completely Amazing. unexpectedly. Um, but like their their local GP surgery just phoned them up uh, one day and said, can you, can you come in today at five o'clock? Um, wow. They're not, then, you know, they're not technically in the at the top of the list in terms of the rollout but I think they just because the surgery wanted to make sure they didn't waste any vaccine they've got kind of a reserve list that they're they're working through um, so that was a real surprise and actually took you know uh, I was quite taken aback in terms of how emotional I felt about that at this point like I, I didn't expect to feel like that but it was yeah how great for your parents and also well done for highlighting this because we should point this out to people because there are obviously there's a priority list that they're working through but there are reserve lists because they have to get through this supply within a certain amount of time obviously some people don't end up turning up for whatever reason for their slots and they are calling in people last minute so i do think people do be aware if you're getting 
calls maybe from a number that you don't recognize um just yeah look out because they are trying to get people in if they can yeah i think some people think it's the case you might get a letter through the door kind of inviting you to go that's not necessarily how how it's going to work so not at this pace not the pace yeah totally ready they're working to go and get the working jazz. at such a pace agreed yeah. good all right well should we have some more music now let's do it um isn't classic from take that Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Natalie Cole, this will be on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, great pick, that song. Nice to hear that one this morning, getting us up wide awake. Yeah. Definitely. I'm definitely wide awake this morning. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep moving my limbs, that will happen. Um, well, I'm on coffee number three, so oh, I'm definitely well awake. Caffeine deficient at this point. Um, big week in the US this week, of course, President Huge. Joe Biden's inauguration. A big week yes. for the world, really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, well, and it produced lots of highlights, this inauguration, although it was, uh, you know, slightly different to normal given the current world situation. But uh, Gaga singing the national anthem. Which, that was epic. What a moment for her, but yeah, epic. Katy Perry singing Fireback to the Fireworks. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> someone needs to hire whoever thought of that. Um, Amanda Gorman's poetry reading, which was like, uh, just sort of took your breath away moment. That absolutely brilliant. And a lot of people saying future president there in the making. That was stunning. It was so beautiful and poignant and just, uh, she didn't make, that was incredible. I just think incredible. all of, all of those things has kind of really set the tone for, for that switch away from the last four years to the next four years. Um, and of course, Bernie Sanders um, and his mittens <laughs> giving birth to one of the internet's biggest ever memes. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen so many variations on a meme. It's That's been, been huge. Incredible. I mean, <laughs> everywhere. I, apologies to Joe Biden because it has rather overshadowed his becoming president. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's been everywhere every been everywhere. every iconic film scene he's been put into the one i loved was the famous black and white picture of the um the the, the men sitting on the rafter during the building of the skyscrapers in new york and then bernie's just on the end in his mittens next to them brilliant I, I, I loved it i saw a clip yesterday of uh demi moore and ghost with the mittens coming round oh. to, do the, to do the clay clay pottery making <laughs> oh that made me howl that does not have the same effect as patrick swayze does it not quite so sexy <laughs> scratchy mitten <laughs> heading towards you oh dear anyway um, aside from all the fun joe biden has got to work Oh my gosh, like talk about not waste any time and i, I we could make a whole show out of this and i i won't but uh huge applause and just respect for getting straight on with the job. He signed 17 executive orders on Wednesday afternoon. Um, he's re reversed Donald Trump's ban on entry of people from several majority Muslim countries. He's taken major steps to address COVID-19 pandemic. He's rejoined the Paris Climate Accord and the World Health Organization. Um, I, I could go on and on. And also, he's done a lot for our community already and it, it, quoting every person should be treated with respect and dignity he's um the human rights campaign has called this the most substantive wide-ranging lgbtq executive order in u.s history on his first day in office um the federal government will not engage in workplace discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity i mean immense he's issuing an order to revoke trump's transgender military ban um, even the White House website, now their contact form, users can specify their pronouns for the first time. And the, and the, 
He's also allowing the US embassies to display the LGBTQ plus pride flag uh, on flagpoles without restrictions. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many things. It's epic. He's really got to work, hasn't he? I think the the thing that kind of makes him seem like he is very serious about this is the level of detail like the thing with the pronouns on the white house website like it it's just the sort of thing that his predecessor would just you know wouldn't even consider thinking about let alone doing anything about and in some of the things he's reversed you're just i mean it's sort of surreal that 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 trump made those decisions well it's not but you know it is completely unbelievable so well done joe biden for getting to work and getting onto those things straight away and, and not dithering and not trying to pander to any, you know, not trying to please everyone. He's doing the things that he was voted for to do. Agreed, um, agreed. And an exceptional new chapter for equality, respect and love for all. And I just, uh, yeah, I can't, I, I, I know everyone has been raving about this this week uh, across the pond and internationally. It's in, it's incredible. What an incredible time. Yeah, and hopefully a new era and uh, sort of some repair for America yes. um, but obviously goodbye to Trump uh, couldn't be happier to see the back of him and uh, one thing that we, we both spotted this week which was sort of sums it all up really um, Rufus Rufus uh, Rufus Wainwright um, the singer was on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show and he's put together a song um, using all of the nicknames that Jimmy Kimmel the chat show host had given to Trump over his four-year term as president. So, uh, have a listen. There are quite a lot. There's Trumple Stillskin, Troompa Loompa, Donnie Boo Boo, Cheeto Chief, Pumpkin McPorn Humper, Unhappy Gilmore, and Commander in Beef, Mar-a-Lado, Donnie Bonespurs, Kaluta Chris, El Crappy Tan, Grandma's Grandpa, Orange Hulk, Scam Lincoln, Gushalini, Typho Donnie and Flabio, the Tangerine Twitter Machine, the Hydroxy Horror Picture Show, Ormus Julius Caesar, Spready Kruger, the Tandalorian Dingus Khan, Putin's Pee-Pee Pal, Liger Woods, Regenerate Dawn. Oh. Putin's pee-pee pal. <laughs> My personal favourite. Um, wow, that's a lot. Doesn't It doesn't end there. There's more. Lightning round. Tweety Gonzalez. Kenny Soprano. Cue it down. Dictator Jacks. Quick pro come over. Kentucky Fried. Covidiate. Darth Activator. Fanny Lapone. Proper Grandpa. Prisoner elect. To lock her up. Nest Monster. Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Fierce with Sweet Love 2K playing that for the Kims this morning. Good morning. Yeah, morning, everybody. Um, I met Fierce once at um, a radio road show at the Suffolk show in Ipswich um, when they were promoting that song. Are they Fierce by name? Not really. I told them that I liked their their like previous non-hit days like that and they couldn't have cared less. 
<laughs> there you oh, go. Nice to be appreciated passing a compliment. Yeah, I won't do that again. I won't get a chance. Where are they now? Um, right, we've got a special guest on the show after 11 this morning. Yes, we have. Ooh, um, Stu Halor is uh, going to join us from the East Berkshire Operatic Society. He's going to be here to talk about their online theatre show, Musicals Miscast. Exciting! Which I do believe the GDC may also be involved in. I cannot confirm or deny that information. Okay, more on that later time now for Spin It or Bin It. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. We've got three songs lined up. Short clips for you, G. Three mm-hmm. songs. You're going to choose one, which we're going to spin two of them in the bin. Yep. Um, I think I've picked some good ones this week. There was a bit more to choose from as we get a bit further into the year. The musical crop is, well, slightly greater. Um, Are you confident that you know what I'm going to go for? Not at all. Not at all this week. Ooh, um, we're going to start here with some quite big names on this song. Um, Silk City, Ellie yep. Golding, Diplo yep. and Mark Ronson. Oh my god, epic. Um, all teamed up. This uh, this is called New Love. New Love by Silk City and Ellie Goulding. Uh, what do you think of that? I like practically all of those artists and yeah. I, I love the beat. It took me immediately. I, I was in like summer, like beach vibe with a cocktail. So yeah, you, uh, which is ironic considering it's still snowing outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suddenly felt very warm. Um, yeah. That was a very repetitive part of that song. I think it does go a bit, you know, a bit different to that at times. Um, but yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we'll go on to Enjoy the next that. We'll go on to the next one now. Um, mm. Two artists that I think you are quite a fan of both of. Perhaps not just for their musical talents. Um, oh. Jason Derulo and oh. Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Oh, Lord alive. Have uh, joined, joined forces on this one, uh, the name of which is Lifestyle. Have a listen. You bought that lifestyle. Jason Derulo, Adam Levine and Lifestyle. Nice. Like it. I, I'm, I'm a huge Adam Levine fan from Maroon 5. Jason Derulo, obviously, huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> huge fan of Jason Derulo. Lifestyle. Uh, I like yeah. it. I like it. It's got a good beat. Yeah, you nicely produced yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this very much. I like their vocals together. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Our final song. Um, okay. This is just uh, this song just fulfills an obligation for the Nightcrawlers. Push the feeling on to be re-released at least once a year. Uh, yep. This year, that duty falls to a group called Written or a producer or whatever. Um, yeah, and a couple of a couple of other people on this one. Um, it's already taken off this song. It's becoming uh, how something becomes a party anthem at this point in time. I don't know, but it is. <laughs> um, this is uh, called. Friday. Yeah, written Nightcrawlers Friday. It's a bit much. <laughs> 
it is it is a bit much for 20 to 11 on a Sunday morning, but you, that's not my street. I, in fact, I'm going to bank that and play that Friday. Yeah. Uh, once work is finished and I can crack open a drink. Nice though, right up my street. You've picked some really good songs today. I'm I'm, I'm wow. I can't uh, believe that the guy from the Nightcrawlers isn't the richest person in music. Yeah, right. Like, that song has been redone. I would say in excess of 50 times since it came out in the 90s. <laughs> he must be minted. He must uh, be minted. Anyway, on to the important business of uh, picking the songs. First of all, I'll recap what they were. Silk City, Ellie Goulding, Diplo, Mark Ronson with New Love, uh, Jason Derulo and Adam Levine with Lifestyle, and Written and Nightcrawlers with Friday. Uh, tell me, first of all, which one of those is going in the bin? Um... I think purely because of time of day and what vibe I'm in now, I'm going to ditch Nightcrawlers, but I'm definitely going to listen to that later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite a lot of fun, but yeah, not for now. Agreed there. Um, okay, that leaves uh, Derulo and Adam Levine and Silk City and Ellie Goulding. So uh, tell me now, which one of those two we are going to spin on the show this morning? You know what you've done is picked really intriguing clips of both. I kind of want to hear full songs of both. I, and I'm really torn. That's not within the rules, unfortunately. Uh, You're going to have to pick one. This is agonising. Um, I think I'm going to go with Ellie Goulding at L. Okay, I've loaded it. Here it is. Silk City, Ellie Amazing. Goulding, Diplo, Mark Ronson. This is called New Love. Ellie Goulding, Silk City, Diplo, Mark Ronson. I, can't, I struggle to remember who was on that song. There's so many people. Um, New Love, the winner on Spin It or Bin It this morning on Bottomless Brunch. G, are you pleased with your choice? I really am. That gave me a lot of good feels, good party vibes. Yeah, good times. Yeah, Thanks I think very that's much. a grow Great as well. I think I've heard it maybe three times in its entirety now. Obviously do thorough research for the feature. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I've only heard the 20 seconds we play. No, I haven't. I love I have that. listened to the songs. Oh, thanks so um, much. I love that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, We've got some people been in touch already this morning. Um, morning to Val in Cheam, a loyal listener, Aunt Val, who's morning, fresh Val. as a raspberry this morning, she says. Fresh as a raspberry. Fresh as a raspberry in January. <laughs> love that. <laughs> good work, good work. And I love this. Um, my cousin Jamie and her kids, Jack, Summer, Taylor and Miley, are all frolicking in the snow in Adelston. Good morning to you all. I've seen a lovely video of them all throwing snowballs at each other in the garden. It's very cute. It's, it's still coming down here. What's snow watch like where you are? Um... Let me. Oh, oh yeah, it's just started up again. Behind you, yes. Yep, started up again. Yeah. Um, hilariously, my cousin Jordan in Bournemouth has sent a picture to our family group chat where it's a sunny, clear blue sky with no snow in sight. Oh, well, that's quite quite different, isn't it? We're talking about the snow, and it seems to be quite localized. I, I love this. Yeah, we're polarizing the nation with this weather. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm good a- morning to you all. Thanks for listening. Anyway, in whatever weather you are, I'm already in two minds about this snow. You know. I've been looking at mean? it for a while. I don't know. It's going to be quite cold out there, isn't it? Um, anyway. I'll wrap up. You'll be fine. Put some mittens on, a la Bernie. Uh, yeah, get my Bernie Sanders mittens on. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to tell you about a story that I saw this week, which made me laugh, but also think that's quite clever. Uh, a gay bar in Amsterdam has renamed itself IKEA. Um, it is the <laughs> oldest gay bar in Amsterdam. It's called Spiker Bar. Um, and they've renamed it IKEA uh, to raise awareness of the, like, financial difficulty the fin- uh, the hospitality industry is facing uh, there during lockdown um, and because the larger stores like Ikea have been allowed to stay open and they've had to close genius um, so they're making a point they're not doing it to, to try and avoid um, the rules they're just doing it symbolically to make the point 
I love that. And they're going to start serving meatballs ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone should start serving meatballs IKEA style ASAP. Agreed. One of the greatest foods in existence. (laughs) What, the IKEA meatballs? Yeah, I love them. The sauce. There's only reason to go to IKEA, get Um, the meatballs, get some napkins. Well, let me let let you into a secret here. This is the food section now on the show, impromptu. Uh Uh, If you Google the right thing, you can bring up a recipe card that IKEA published a long time ago, which gives you the exact formula for the uh, sauce no for the meatball sauce yeah that's a spoiler alert yeah put them out of business maybe we can include that in uh, queerly loves this week so if you if you don't care about our tv film and book recommendations but you do want to make ikea meatballs at home go to queerlyradio.com sign up and we'll share the secret I love what you're saying here. Sign up to our newsletter. You can listen to this podcast that I've listened to, or you can have a recipe for Ikea's meatballs. And next week, the secret spices from KFC. Um, okay, some more music now. Uh, this is George Michael with Faith. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Laura Brannigan, self-control on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. Uh, and a good morning to Claire in Belmont this morning. She says, loving the show. Uh, her and her son, Felix, are about to go sledging. Have yeah, fun. fun. Be careful out there, but have a lot of fun. Have a lot of fun. So, um, well, this last year has been testing, to say the least, right? So we've we've looked at ways to keep busy, which has mostly involved, I don't know, home improvements, uh, baking. Quizzes. Walk, quizzes. Uh what else? Drinking. Drinking. Um, but also, I think quite a few people have probably got busy. Oh, busy, busy. Busy, busy. Busy, Lizzie. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to get a 2021 baby boom, right? Yeah. Yeah, the baby wave is is coming, isn't it? I was thinking, well, what did the lockdown, first lockdown start at like end of March? Yeah. So, I mean, what, like six weeks to get bored enough to start reproducing? <laughs> What's the window on that? I know. Well... It's it's going to happen. I I found this article which was um, celebrating or not um, some of the names of celebrities that they've given to their children. Okay, these are usually a good laugh. Uh, I just want to give you a couple of these. So, um, Lucky Blue Smith and Stormy Bree, who I don't know either <laughs> of, they're apparently celebrities. They've called their child Gravity. Oh, sorry, I thought though I thought those were the baby names, but they are the parents' names. They're the parents. Stormy Bree. Sounds like a a cheese that Lidl would sell at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, it should. Um, Who else we got here? Uh, This is quite exceptional. Um, Jason Lee and Beth Ricegraff. Again, I don't know. Maybe I need to do some more celebrity research. Um, They've called their child Pilot Inspector. (laughs) I kid you not. Pilot Inspector. Inspector with a K. It makes no sense. It makes no, no. sense. I, I can't form an opinion because it makes no sense. Um, I mean, we know Jay-Z and Beyonce have got Blue Ivy. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's nice. Um, what other names? I'm not reading any more of the celebrity parents because I don't know half of these people. Um, Cricket Pearl and Birdie Lee. Well. Those are some names. Yeah, I don't think we're helping people here who have got an imminent arrival. Oh, get this. Cardi B's got a child. Yeah. Culture Chiari. Cardi C. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Culture Chiari. Culture Chiari. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue quite nicely, actually. Oh, no, I found a good one. Nicole Richie's got a child called Sparrow James Midnight. Mm. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Some inspiration. Yeah, I've given inspiration for you all. For all you. of those who are preggers or for thinking you. about it. Baby names. So, yeah. um, wow. 
Well, well done, everyone. Hope, <laughs> hope we helped out. Um, okay, we've got three songs in a row coming up now, so we can get a coffee and have a wee. And then yep. coming up after that, Stu is joining us from the East Berkshire Operatic Society, talking about their special online theatre show, Musicals Miscast. On the way after this from Madison Avenue. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. And people moving on up on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Before that, Dina Carroll, Ain't No Man. Two great songs g thanks for those some nice retro classics there for me enjoyed those um right we're into the second hour of the show now Uh, i've got a question for you have you ever Mm -hmm. wondered what happens to the iconic characters from stage and screen during a pandemic how do they frequently how do they cope well good news for you a new show from the ebos theater company musicals miscast aims to answer that and we're joined now by a very special guest Stu Haler is with us to tell us more Good morning, Stu. Morning, Stu. Morning, guys. How are you doing? We are good. We are snowed in. Yeah, we're snowed in. I know you're down the road from me, Stu. How how is it there? I'm assuming you're snowed in. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's 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 a blizzard outside. It really is. Uh, it's crazy, but it's good. It's nice. We went out for a walk this morning, and we kind of did a lap of the island. And people are out. Everyone seems to be happy. It's nice. It's nice seeing happy faces because it's generally just doom and gloom at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a change of scenery, isn't it? Seeing some snow. Um, right. Tell us about musicals, Miscast. What is the show? Where did the idea come from? Uh, and give us some examples of what these iconic characters are doing during a pandemic. Yeah, well, the idea came from we've done two other shows, um, musicals, Miscast, which is essentially like a backwards Broadway where you take a song that you wouldn't normally get to do because you're the wrong gender or the wrong age and you perform it. And it's all very funny. I, Gordon did the last one uh, and it was brilliant, but it was quite a simple premise Uh, and I always wanted to do a third in the series and I had this idea of rather than it being miscast it being misplaced so I started writing it and and the idea initially came from the character Mrs Lovett from Sweeney and Todd uh, Sweeney Todd's uh, and kind of putting her in waitress because they're both pies and I thought it was hilarious Uh, but then I realized that I had nothing else with that there was nothing to build on that premise Um, and then Christmas happened and Christmas was Christmas this year you know I had a lot of free time yeah I had a lot of free time on my hands Uh, so I started to kind of play around with this idea of what would happen to certain characters if there was a pandemic in theatre land or as we've called it in our story happily ever after Um, and it started with Gordon's character who's returning for the show playing Don Lockwood from Singing in the Rain which he played how many years ago Gordon? That that was was two three two two, three years ago so uh, Don Lockwood's a perfect example because uh, he's a showman, he's a song and dance man, a Hollywood heartthrob, uh, but obviously the government have told him he can't be that right now. He's going to have to go and retrain. Uh, so how, how <laughs> into does cyber. Don Lockwood... Exactly, into something. He can't. He definitely can't be a, an entertainer. So that's kind of where the idea started from, and we built on it. So we took all these characters that uh, have been in EBOS shows, and I'm very lucky that I reached out to all the incredibly talented people I know that I've been in shows with or I've directed in the past and asked if they reprise one of those roles. And and thankfully, they've all come back and said yes. Uh, And it just makes the job so much easier. So not only are you seeing these kind of characters that you know, you're seeing the people that you saw play them previously coming back to uh, kind of have some fun with them, really. Um, A a crucial detail here that we've slightly (laughs) overlooked is we're talking about a show, but this isn't a show in the sense of on stage with an audience, because of course... That is not an option at the minute. How does how does this work? Uh, yeah, so it's it's not the easiest of things. So essentially, it's going to be pre-recorded. 
so I've I've reached out to everyone. I've given them their character. I've given them a scenario that their character find themselves in. Uh, Dorothy, Dorothy can't go for a walk with three of her friends in Oz because it's not local. She'd risk a fine. <laughs> this is where she is now. How's she feeling? And here's a song from another musical. Uh, so uh, yeah, everyone's kind of had that information, and they're all going off and they're recording it themselves. We, we've sent out costume bits to them so that they can kind of portray the characters in the best way possible, but. Uh, we've asked them to be creative to kind of make the most of it and and take it somewhere that we're not expecting and then what we'll do is we'll uh, my my uh, producer duncan who's incredible he's going to take all these videos and then we're going to kind of uh, edit them together to make a show uh, to make a coherent one piece show and then somehow. that is that then like a live stream that people can watch or is it sort of on demand how's that bit going to work it, it will yes yeah. so essentially what it's going to do is it'll go on to i think it's called ticket co uh at events or ticketco.events uh, and the whole show will be then available to stream um obviously it won't be live but it will be pre-recorded but you'll be able to stream it and watch it uh i believe it's five pound a ticket so the link for that will go up Stu, this is amazing because uh, obviously life has changed for all of us and particularly for people who are creatives in whatever field, whether it's professional or amateur, needing to find outlets. So uh, how has it been for EBOS coping in this last year without being able to do their usual run of shows that they would do? And you know, how, how have you gone about keeping, I guess, everybody buoyed in this way? It's difficult. EBOS has had a particularly difficult time, I think, because we've we've tried to put on two shows. So when the pandemic first hit, we were, you know, we were four or five months into rehearsals for Back to the 80s, going full steam ahead with that, because I think like everyone else, we saw it coming and we just assumed that it would all be fine or, or certainly be, you know, not a problem then that show cancelled then we had a couple of months off and then some silly person who will remain nameless was directing chicago uh, <laughs> was it you by, by any chance <laughs> could have been me yeah uh and we you know we got that but then chicago became its own different thing because chicago i i don't know whether we ever truly thought it would happen it, it was very much an uncertainty but it, it i think chicago was so much more than just putting on a show it was about having that creative outlet and doing something and giving people a focus at a at a particularly very bad time but that was a challenge in itself for you guys doing rehearsal schedules involving not being inside uh you know choreography outside on the grass at a distance with a limited number of people and not being able to sing because we weren't allowed at the time yeah all those things but it made it interesting you know it was never boring eh? we we worked with every restriction that came our way we kind of we kind of adjusted to whatever the government was saying at the time, you know, whether that was working with six people only outside, dance rehearsals outside, singing only two people at a time and they had to face in different directions or wear beekeeper suits, whatever it was we were being told to do, we kind of went with it, but it just got to a point where it was, um, it wasn't even that it was becoming unmanageable and ultimately we wouldn't have been able to do the show anyway because I think our show week was when the country went into lockdown too. It was more along the, the the lines of as soon as the show and our concept was getting compromised to the extent that it was no longer Chicago, we knew we couldn't do that show because people want Chicago. They want to come and see the dancers. They want to see Roxy and Velma. They want that. And we were we were getting to the point where we just weren't able to do that. But to have two shows cancel in the same year is difficult. But we did try. We, we definitely tried to, to kind of power through it and see what we could do. And so it was brutal. Stu, brutal. What what's the situation now for Ebos? Because obviously this is a, a year on nearly from from cancelling the first show. Um, you know, what what's the situation? Is it 
a, a lot of pressure now because you can't put shows on, you can't bring money in? I think it's about being creative and, and trying things differently to try to approach these things differently. And I think everyone's doing the same thing, not just eBoss. Uh, every theatre company that I, I, I know has been taking a different approach, digital, you know, trying different things. Because if you don't, you just stop. You just you just come to a full stop. So it's it's looking at things. And, and that's where miscast has come in, kind of going, right, we need to do something. We need to do something digital. We want to give our members, we want to give the people that we know something to do because they're all sat at home, kind of bored. You know, we all miss performing. So how can we how can we give a, a sense? And it's not going to be the same. It, it's absolutely not going to be the same as being on stage in a real theatre with with 500 people or a thousand people watching you, because nothing replicates that. But you can still do something, and just to have that creative output, to have something positive to focus on, is is so important. And that's what we're trying to do. You know what? You've 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 said so many amazing things about doing something creative, putting content out there, but don't also forget how much this is going to mean to people that missed that live yeah. performance aspect and seeing shows because you know we've we've all binged everything on netflix and everything else that's coming out <laughs> and it now to have this opportunity to see something different which is being streamed is also great for audiences because people do generally they're missing the concerts they're missing the theater musicals plays it's it's devastating for so long people not been able to see this stuff so also what you're doing is a great thing for the audiences not just you know ebos ebos supporters and uh, those in the local community who go to the shows but i think for people all the listeners as well who will be able to tune in and see this i mean it's what a fantastic thing you guys are doing it's just good fun it's just and and right now in the situation that we're all in do you know what, if there's something that you enjoy doing whatever it is whether it's having a, a a drink or whether it's you know indulging a little bit in food or whatever right now if you find something that kind of puts a smile on your face and and helps you to get through this period of time don't feel bad for it absolutely embrace it and and that's what that's what this is for us we enjoy singing i've been doing all sorts of silly stuff over the last sort of six months from stuarts you know credit to my wife for that title uh <laughs> you know man band all these things that i've kind of been trying to kind of do with friends and stuff just so that we sit there and go at the end of it we may not have the end game of a, of a stage show right now but we're having fun and and we're getting something from it we're, we're we're kind of getting the sense of just kind of jamming and and yeah being creative it's word, amazing creative. it's really amazing can you just remind everybody well when is this going to be available and how they how they can find out more about it if they want to investigate more uh yeah um what do i know so far uh the plan is that it will be available the first week of march i believe um tickets will go on sale uh they will be available through ticket co.events.webinar um, the link for that will go up on our Facebook page on, on sort of like Instagram and will probably go up on the eBoss uh, website as well when that will actually happen I'm not entirely sure but I imagine it will be very soon uh, but yeah if you keep an eye on eBoss's Facebook you will certainly see when it's announced and, and when everything when everything is full steam ahead well, thank you so much, Stu. I've, I've got a couple of questions. There's been some revelations in that interview for our listeners, at least. One, the GDC's real name, which I don't think we've disclosed <laughs> up to this point. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not exactly or a secret. It? Or is it? We've just, we've just never lying. given that away. But also the fact that the, the GDC will be performing. What can you tell us about that performance? Can we get a little taste of it now? Well, uh, GDC, <laughs> I'll let you talk. That's a no. Uh, Gary, if that is your real name. <laughs> Gary, Gareth. 
Jerry. I mean, we could go on and on. I don't know. Stu, directorial influence here. I, I, we don't want too many spoilers because we do want some surprises for these characters, right? Well. We do. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, generally the songs. So whereas in previous shows, uh, yeah, the actor was miscast. In this one, it's the, it's the characters that we've miscast. Don Lockwood can't can't perform anymore and uh, there's a I guess for a song and dance man there's very limited options of what you can go and do if you can't be a if you can't be a performer so he by retraining he's yeah I think I think we we, we there's some prizes in there there's surprises there is some surprises not to give anything away <laughs> no but he's he's gonna he's gonna struggle working from home when he's a song and dance man is Let's it just yeah. say that. is it a private dancer by Tina Turner <laughs> is that what's happening to Don yeah. No, I'm no. not. I'm not stealing that idea. I'm honestly not writing that down right now. That's genius. Should have done that. <laughs> oh well. Well, people will have to watch the show to find out. Indeed, they will. What happens here? For money. Um, great. We'll include all the details in our weekly email hashtag Queerly Loves. You can sign up on our website QueerlyRadio.com uh, so you can keep track of musicals miscast when that's coming out and how you can get tickets thank you for coming on Stu no it's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning we've got some more music now Uh, here's Mabel Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC Joel Corey and MNEK on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Head and Heart playing that this morning for my nephew Will whose first birthday is today so happy birthday Will um, I saw a video of him bobbing around to that in front of the TV during the week so it's officially his favourite song at the moment that's super um, cute and we've got a family zoom later to wish him a happy birthday and uh, yeah sadly obviously we won't all be getting together but hopefully I can uh, find that as an excuse to eat a big piece of cake later on oh yes any excuse, eh? Yeah, any excuse. Right, time now for uh, Hashtag Queerly Loves, our weekly roundup of the latest and greatest and as yet undiscovered TV, books, films, podcasts, you name it, we recommend it. And we're going to start this week with the GDC. Indeed. I'm going to launch off with a TV show called The Boys on Amazon Prime. Have you seen The Boys, Rob? I have not seen The Boys. Well, uh, I absolutely binged both seasons of this i think it's genius uh it the main question for this show is what happens when superheroes go rogue and start abusing their powers oh i like Uh, that if you're a fan of marvel films uh which i am uh and great effects this is like the the uber super powerful seven superheroes um are basically looked after by a multi-billion dollar conglomerate managing them but also covers up their dirty secrets um it's based on a comic book series of the same name i think it's witty brilliant effects gory uh funny in places but i just think a great uh, it's just a brilliant show it's a great watch it's there's got so much into it i mean if you're a superhero fan uh, if you like a lot of action special effects um but also want to see when the good people go bad this is totally a great watch so highly recommend that the boys on amazon prime sounds great is that is it more comedy or is it more drama uh it's got elements of both great good that sounds excellent i might check that out uh highly recommend well listen as well uh, a lot of tight superhero outfits there's something for everybody in this i'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> um we're going to move on to a podcast now now this has been around since 2016 it's called my favorite murder so i'm a bit late to the party sounds on this cheery one. 
Well, you know me. I've, you know, my long-standing fascination with crime thrillers, murder mysteries, and all that. Uh, I'm always looking out for a new murder podcast, um, just because I, I have a complete morbid fascination with it. Because it's just so. The whole thing is so bizarre to me how people become serial killers. Uh, I've got a complete morbid fascination. Anyway, this has been a mega, mega hit true crime comedy podcast. Bizarrely, never thought I'd say that. True crime and comedy. It's broken loads of download records. Um, It's put together by a stand-up comedian and television writer called Karen Kilgariff uh, and a writer and host for the cooking channel, random, Mm. uh, Georgia Hardstark. Um, Now, they're friends, but they're completely fixated on serial killers and murders like in a really quite dark and weird way like talk about it quite light-heartedly so it's not for the faint-hearted if you if you if you have any interest in sort of crime thrillers and like the biggest epic ones uh, like unsolved cases and all that this might be for you it's very candid speaking from them I, I at times i think they throw away uh, i think the severity of some of the cases and I, it jars a little bit but if you've got puzzle solving fascination crime thriller and just generally interested uh, in unsolved murders this could be for you my favorite murder podcast nice that sounds great um and then finally i've got another tv show uh in my bid to continually keep things upbeat i'm sort of striving to find comedies um again i must admit a bit late to the party on this one the job lot on netflix have you seen this i think i have this is this is from a few years ago isn't it yeah, it, it starts in 2013 and there's now three seasons on Netflix um, about employees at a dysfunctional British job centre. Yeah, yes, uh, I've seen this. This is funny. So, uh, very funny. Sarah Hadland, who is laugh out loud hilarious. Um, Russell Tovey. Uh, if you like The Office and Motherland, I think you'll really like this. Workplace drama, very odd clients, awkward mishaps, people with unfulfilled dreams. It's, it's just, it's a great, nice, easy watch. Laugh out loud, funny in places. Slightly awkward situational comedy. Highly recommend it. The Job Lot on Netflix. And those are my three recommendations on hashtag Queerly Love. Thank you very much the GDC. Time now for my record of the week. Um, do you remember on our Christmas request show your sister uh, snuck in a last minute request for you which was a yeah. song called love is a compass um, right. from this sort of disney make a wish campaign that was around at christmas um it's by a singer called griff uh, stage name griff real name sarah faith griffiths um she's only 20 20 turned 20 about a week ago um and she's sort of coming out this year it's gonna be her big year uh, and this is the sort of lead single from what will become her debut album. Uh, it came out on Friday. I really like this song. This Amazing. is called Black Hole. Griff with Black Hole, my record of the week on hashtag Queerly Loves this week. Uh, what do you think of that, G? I, I absolutely love that. I think the production's great. I think the song's great. She sounds great. And we've got to give big hats off to my sister for introducing us to that artist Ooh, as well. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea of, of Griff until your sister uh, picked that song for the uh, Christmas show. Amazing. Um, but yeah, she's great a, choice. Griff, 20 years old, does it all. Singer songwriter, that's all her. Want you hear that? Amazing. So brilliant. Can't wait to hear more from her. Right, I've got a coffee now, so I'm ready to do my choices on hashtag Queerly Loves for you. Yeah, amazing. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to start with a book this week, which um, I've just finished. It's, it's just come out, this one. It's by Robert Jones Jr., and it's called The Prophet. Um, it's pretty heavy going, but very, very, very good book. It's the story of Samuel and Isaiah. They're two young 
enslaved men who fall in love on a plantation uh, which they which is known to them as empty uh, and this is all happening kind of just before the civil war where north and south are divided um on the issue uh, it kind of it's, it sort of starts off really nice it's they're largely left alone they live together in a barn work looking after the animals um and just kind of have this really nice really pure loving relationship um, until one of their kind of fellow slaves called Amos decides that he is going to uh, target them and pick on them um, in order to win a favour with the slave master so it all sorts of starts to go wrong from there um, that is a huge oversimplification of the, the book and the plot and the multiple layers and kind of time periods that take place in it um, it's, it's epic in that respect totally gripped by this book from start to finish um, and also something I really in- enjoy getting when I read a book is a sort of an education. Um, you know, th- there's so much to learn about that period of history in America and the slave trade. Um, this this is an unflinching kind of look at it all. Uh, it's it's very 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 dark, very disturbing in places. Um, but but a brilliant book, and I h- highly recommend it. Um, and incredibly, it is Robert Jones Jr.'s debut novel. First, oh, wow. first book he's written. Um, and it is phenomenal. Um, this is very tentative, but I'm hoping we might be able to speak to him on the show at some point. <gasps> a big TBC, but wow. fingers crossed, because I would love to discuss this book with him. Um, so that's The Prophets by Robert Jones Jr. That's out now. Um, the next one, um, it's a radio show, and it isn't ours, which is rare for me to bang on about. Um, <laughs> a brand new show which starts today straight after us on Queerly. It's called Out Loud. Uh, it's hosted by a guy called Kenny Fitzpatrick. Uh, an hour of brand new music, all of it from LGBTQ plus artists. Um, and I mean, Kenny really knows his stuff. He spends his life um, keeping tabs on what music's coming out and and following queer artists and supporting them and shouting about them. Um, and he produces this show for a community station in Canada. Um, and him and I have had conversations and he said, yeah, sure, you can you can have the show and put it on Queerly. So, um, so, exciting. so it's sort of a, a co, co-production with uh, our friends in Canada. But um, we'll have Kenny on straight after us on a Sunday um, without loud. So do stay tuned for that after we go. Um, yeah, it's great. And you're going to love Kenny. Um, he's just very warm and he knows his stuff. So um, stay tuned. Love it. Good job. Good job. Um, and my final choice, a TV show this week, one that lots of people are talking about, um, the new Russell T Davies drama on Channel 4, It's a Sin. Uh, it's about the AIDS epidemic um, and it stars Ollie Alexander from Years and Years uh, and Keely Halls, who plays his mum and loads of other big names. Um, Neil Patrick Harris um, is in it. Um, I've only seen the first episode which was broadcast on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, we, we, we kind of know, it's a show where you know where it's going. And someone I know on Twitter said, it has this sort of almost sense about it like a disaster movie, because especially in the first episode where you see uh, Ollie's character, Richie, moving to London from the Isle of Wight and kind of living it up, having, you know, the time of his life coming out, meeting loads of very attractive young men um, and having a nice time with them. But in the background, you've, you, you, you know what's coming and news of this kind of mystery illness at the time when we pick the story up is coming through in the media, um, but already, you know, having an impact in the gay community and, and, you know, men, men are dying and yet other people are going, well, this isn't, you know, this is nonsense. This is made up. This isn't real. Um, there's a lot of rumor going around. And, and, and I think, you know, 
a this is a brilliantly well written brilliantly produced brilliantly performed show um, amazing soundtrack and also telling a story which you know still doesn't get enough attention still isn't something that everyone knows the detail of um and a, an opportunity to to learn about something that you should know about in a really good way um i don't know you know th- th- we know that there's it's going to go somewhere that's not going to be happy and fun but i think because of the cast of characters that you're working with there will always be an element of fun and humor to the show so i've only seen one episode i can't wait to see more they are all available now on all four um i know g you said you haven't seen this yet but you, you're going to watch it so i think it's something we'll pick up and discuss well it's um, everywhere like you said it's everywhere even my dad's messaged me about it and my dad's wife's messaged me about it like our friends are talking about it so i i, I can't wait to plow through this and for us to pick it up next week so great recommendation there thank you uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more of it. Don't forget, if you want to get all of our recommendations every week in your inbox, you can sign up for our hashtag Queerly Loves newsletter. Just head to our website, queerlyradio.com. Click on the link there. Uh, you just enter your email address and that's that. And you will get our recommendations in your inbox uh, during the week, along with some other bits and pieces about Queerly. Right, uh, music now from the show It's a Sin. This is uh, Pet Shop Boys. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Years and years on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with me, Rob. And, well, the GDC was here, but he's just he's just disappeared off our Zoom call shouting, there's a man throwing snowballs at my balcony. Um, so <laughs> I think he might be it for today for the GDC, and we'll just uh, see the last 10 minutes out. Uh, just me. I don't know. Oh, no, here he is. Hang on. He's back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> what, what's going on? That was so so random. Well, my neighbour messaged me and said, "Oh, terribly sorry. My my, my boyfriend's throwing snowballs at your balcony." Oh, and um, uh, they're a delightful couple. I, I I met them at New Year's Eve, and um, let's just say I just wanted to, just to have a visual. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good morning to them. Anyway, you need to get it together because it's time for the GDC's random news. Uh, indeed, it is. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, I want you to spare a thought for poor French woman. Uh, Jean Pouchin, uh, who's 58 um, and lives in the village of Saint-Joseph in the Loire region. Um, She's been fighting since 2017 to prove that she is not actually dead. Oh, wow. It shouldn't be that difficult, surely. Well, apparently, according to uh, French law, she's officially dead. Uh, There was a a dispute that went through the courts where uh, an employee of a former cleaning company was seeking compensation after losing her job 20 years prior. Uh, So long-standing dispute. Uh, This went through the courts, apparently went through loads of legal proceedings, decisions, appeals, went back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, how it ended up was that they said they were going to dismiss the case because uh, the woman who owned this company, which is poor Jean Pouchard, uh, was dead <laughs> and uh, couldn't couldn't um, do anything about it. But of course, she's not dead. But since declaring her dead, she effectively, I quote, she says, I no longer exist. I don't do anything. I sit on the veranda and write. Uh, her husband and son can't use any of their bank accounts because it was in her name and not technically passed on. She's been declared deceased. She can't have any amenities in her name. She's scared to leave the house. She, they've tried to seize her car over unpaid debts because she's dead and That's she can't pay. Mad. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely bonkers and it's been going on for three years and she's fighting with her lawyer to prove I'm not dead. I'm still alive, very much alive. So um, 
poor woman. There we go. That's my random news for today. Well, that's quite. I thought it was just going to be a, a, a minor clerical error, but actually, no, no. it's ruining her life. Um, I Take suppose me. the only benefit from being legally dead is that you could do anything you want because you can't be, you know, can't commit no crime if you're dead. Surely. Oh well, Paul was a name Jean Pouchon. Yeah, did you like my my uh, pronunciation? Very good. And there, there was I showing off my D in A level French. Indeed. Bonjour à tous. Bon setu. Here <laughs> is Billy Ocean. Queerly's bottomless brunch with Rob and the GDC. Fats and small town around on Queerly's bottomless brunch, playing that for Paul and Kay in Suffolk this morning, who said they've been loving the show and also they loved It's a Sin on Channel Four on Friday night. Um, so another recommendation for that. Uh, that's nearly it. From us, that is it from us for today. That's I it. I know. I can't believe it. Just reminding all listeners, you can sign up via our website, queerlyradio.com, to the weekly newsletter, which will do that roundup of recommendations from Rob and myself that we mentioned on Queerly Loves, including It's a Sin and other podcast books. Uh, send, it'll send you some nice quick links. Uh, yeah. Get involved. Yes, yeah, sign up for that. Up next, a brand new show on Queerly, um, Out Loud, with Kenny Fitzpatrick. All the best brand new music from LGBTQ artists. We'll be back with you live next Sunday at 10 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC.